Alright everybody, it's finally happened. The Metal Hand of God podcast has finally got an online merch store. It's located at tpublic.com. That's right, tpublic, T-E-E, public.com. Go there, to their website, type in M-H-O-G, and a variety of art designs will pop up where you can put them on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, Pandemic masks. That's right. We also have pandemic masks. The new fashion accessory for the year 2020 into 2021. We have wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, pins, you name it. Hey, you want stickers? Magnets? How about a phone case? That's right. You can get an MHOG phone case just by going to tpublic.com. A variety of sizes and colors, and the quality is Hands down, the best you're going to find. That's right. MHOG Merch Store at tpublic.com. You're part of the family. Might as well really be part of the family and grab yourself an MHOG tea at tpublic.com. Thanks for listening to the MHOG Podcast. And for all your support through the years... We want to see those t-shirts outside, so go to Tee Public. Order your MHOG merch today. TeePublic.com Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and today, yes, the man, the myth, the legend is here with me again, Mr. Rum Guy. I'm back. Hey, you're back. It's, you know, it's been a long time, man. Um, and today, we have an incredible guest, a gentleman, uh, just an amazing guy. I mean, I, I can't say much about him. He's an actor, comedian. His career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Skylar Stone, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, look, thank you for taking out the time to get on here, man. I know you're a busy motherfucker, and this is really cool of you to do this. Well, I'm actually really glad that you said the rum guy the second time there. Because you told me his name before it started. Yeah. But I'm glad you said it a second time. Because when you first said it, I thought you said the rim guy, like R I M, and I'm like, whoa, what? What kind of fucking podcast? Is this? <laughs> what is this dude doing for a living? Yeah, 
because it's an audio podcast, so this guy could be he could be doing rim jobs, and I don't fucking know. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Oh, he, he could he could be a guy who does a lot of tire work. Come on, I could be, yeah. could be that too. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm really really glad that you you said it this time because you weren't so fast this time, and, and I'm like, okay, rum, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rim jobs. He, he, okay. yeah, not rim jobs. I mean, I guess if you drink enough rum, you could be in store for some rim jobs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's why they're only one letter away from each other because I think <laughs> there's a certain if you reach a certain amount of rum, you're you're gonna give a rim. That's right. what happens. Yeah, you know? hands down, hands down, man. Yeah. So so anyway, well, man. Hands down in that matter. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, like Tell all these people uh, who you are and what you do. You know, I mean, uh, I still can't stop thinking about this. Like, <laughs> Charlie, what are you doing? You're not even gay. I know. I've had 13 rums. This is just what happened. It's just, it's just what we do. Yeah, it's like it's a handshake. It's like in the beginning of Gremlins. Like, don't let them see light. Don't get water on them, and don't see them after midnight. Like, don't give Charlie thirteen rums. Why? You'll see. <laughs> Not twelve, because after twelve, it's over. You might as well forget about yeah. it. Pants are coming down. Rums. He's just gonna punch you. Maybe fuck your girl. But thirteen, you're getting your dick, your fucking ass licked. You know, that's just what's going down. So. All right, sorry, you, you asked me something. I, and yeah, I, no, no, man, I was just, I was just saying for the people out there who don't know or, or live in Iraq and don't know who you are, could just tell people who you are, and that way I, I don't have to butcher everything. I mean, that's very kind of you. I, I really don't think that I'm Kevin Hart. Like, I think you could live, you could, you could live above Iraq and still not know who I am. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been kicking it around Hollywood about twenty years, and uh, you know, yeah. you see me on like The Mentalist. Uh, I was on that show Lost. Um, I had my own show on Comedy Central called Con. I was on Raising Hope on uh, Fox. I was in the movie Waiting. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been around. I've been fucking, I've been doing this, and now I'm, I'm kind of liking this transition of like, you know, you can. Um, it's weird. Like as an actor, you, you, you wait around for a lot of people to call you at the last minute for a reading or a table read or call time, and now with podcasting and YouTube and stuff and social media, you can just stay in your creative lane while you wait for some of these big gigs yeah. to come and knock it, you know, before we were, we were quite, people would always say, what, what are you? And we wouldn't say we were actors. We would say we're waiters. And we didn't mean waiters like at restaurants. We just meant like we professionally wait around until somebody <laughs> fucking needs us. Like that was what we tell people. And so now it's like, I get to jump on podcasts with you guys. I get yeah. to, after this, me and my son are shooting a funny sketch that's going to go on Instagram. And, awesome. you know, I'm, I'm no longer like just waiting for creativity to be handed to me. I'm just, you know, you're making your own shit until mm -hmm. until until whenever. Right. You can spew it out, man, and do whatever you want and however much you want. Um, you, you were talking about you and your son. How old is your son? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I've got three of them. I've got my five-year-old twins, and then I got my fourteen-year-old uh, son and a seventeen-year-old daughter. Nice, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! I I, I remember we were ch uh, chatting on Instagram back and forth, and you you kept saying there's some kids in the background, and I was like, I was laughing because I think of my son every time that happens. I have a five-year-old as well, and he loves to knock on the like. Not even he doesn't knock. I shouldn't say that. When we're recording, he'll sling the dope door open like fucking Kramer and go, Dad. You know, like what the fuck, dude. Oh. I'm Dude, my kids are, and mine. I'll go one step further. Um, you know, my kids have an expert 
ability to know when daddy is just about the climax with mommy. Because, like, oh. like, we could be doing one of many things that husbands and wives do, right? You know, right. Grim jobs after 13 rums. Be right, sure. right. Okay. I mean, you know, 13 rums. Yeah, and so um, I'll literally just be having a great time, and they it's like they just fucking know, like, ooh, daddy's about to feel good. Let's go fuck that up. Bang on and the door. get to the door, and they don't just knock on the door like, hey, daddy, are you there? Are you busy? Because To which I would reply, <laughs> yes, I am. Get the fuck away, you know? But instead, it's like, daddy, daddy, such and such hit such and such, and such and such is on fire. And, like, whatever it is, it's a complete fucking cock kill every fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, you know, fuck! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, it just, it's, I mean, you know. I mean, look, I watch a lot of ID channels, so I do know how to get away from murder at this point. So, like, if they keep doing this, I know how to make the bodies disappear. <laughs> That's so, right. My, yeah. my, my wife, man, uh, uh, when, when we first met, she went to my apartment, and when she went into my uh, my, my bedroom and stuff, that I had a I had an old uh, bookshelf sitting up there, and on it was a bunch of like true crime and like serial killer books. And she's like, "All right, this is interesting." <laughs> I said, "Well, but you married me after. I mean, uh, you know, who who had the more problem, you or me?" <laughs> I mean, shit. But no, my kid he loves he loves coming and banging on the door because he uh, he like, sometimes he'll he'll stay in here long enough. To when we end the show, and he likes to say the tagline at the end. He likes screaming it, you know. So every once in a while, he'll be on the show. Um, you should totally, since he's young and doesn't understand everything yet. You should start getting some really fucked up sponsors, so that when he's older, he's like, "Dad, you had me read a tag saying, you know, the M Hog Podcast brought to you by Meth. Methamphetamines will keep you up for that." <laughs> that would be so good. We actually uh, we have a thing called uh, um, MHOG's Little Shorts. And it's like uh, ten minute se- segments of us just talking about one subject, and I made him do the entire uh, theme song, so it's really funny. Like he's sitting there singing his little, you know, M Hog M H O G. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> You're like he, he's like sixteen, joins social media, <laughs> and he gets canceled immediately. You're like, Dad, what is some of this shit that you that's what I said uh, on uh, the show the yeah, other. You had me say "All Lives Matter" on your podcast. <laughs> right? What the, what the fuck? fuck, dude? Don't you know better than that? <laughs> no, I man. Told you know, say "Small Lives Matter." You just didn't read it right. Right, right. Yeah. Like... Well, speaking of speaking of something like that with cancel culture and stuff like that, how has all of that? Has any of that type of craziness affected uh, finding work? where you're at i mean is there a lot of because you do a lot of funny stuff i mean you're 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 hysterical you're funny you got great comedian uh you 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 know how to deliver those lines has any of that old material ever come back to haunt you um you know i look i mean um i'm sure there's some stuff i've done out there that like if i let's just say i got to the you know fortunate level that you know kevin hart is at where he's you know hosting the oscars and they're finding old tweets of his there's you're gonna find some shit on that. I mean, not, but right. also, sure. Don't, don't think for one second that when that shit went down with Kevin Hart, that every comedian that I knew, you couldn't get a hold of us for 48 hours. We were all online going through our fucking timelines, <laughs> deleting old tweets, like fucking deleting Facebook posts, you know. And then jokingly, we were like also taking screenshots of each other. So like, you know, my buddy Mike would be like, "Oh my god, dude, I just found one where I said, you know, fag. I didn't say it in a malicious way, but I did say it. Like I just said." I told some guy, like, you know, that his alpha dad on was stupid, like, don't dress like an FAG. He's like, I didn't say, like, you know, 
uh, gay people are FAGs or I hate gays. Like, didn't say, I didn't say anything bad. I just said the FAG word. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you got to get rid of that, man. You, he's like, I did. It's gone. But then, like, I was, like, searching his name and, like, you know, I would go on on, 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 on Twitter because you can search anyone's handle and the word AIDS or the word rape or the word anything, right? And so I was finding other things. I'm like, hey, man, did you get rid of this one yet? And he's like, no, good call. He's like, wait a minute. You took a picture of that? I'm like, you're damn right. I did. I got it now. And, like, and so everybody started, like, searching up, like, just rape jokes, AIDS jokes, like, everything you could find and, like, screenshotting as a joke with each other. But then we all realized, like, holy cow, like, yeah, they're gone and they're not on Twitter anymore. But, like, we all have these things and we're sitting on them on because we were in this funny group text where, I mean, I'm not going to say who was in it, but right. it was a who's who of comedians and like everybody was like it became this funny because the first time that someone did it, it when i did it i wasn't i wasn't actually screenshotting it like to say hey i got this on you i was screenshotting it for real saying like dude you need to get rid of this and then he's like wait a minute even if i get rid of it you just got it like now you have it. Like, so it's like and then it became this big joke where everybody we did this for three hours straight crying <laughs> laughing until nobody like people were taking down jokes that you could never get canceled for like we were just saying like you know um, like, oh, you better not make fun of this or that. Like, people are taking down fat person jokes. I'm like, dude, if we can't fucking make fun of people for being, being fat, well, there's something's really going on, dude. Hey, it's man. Look, <laughs> dude, you know? dude, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> uh, one guy in the group text, very famous, black guy, um, he said, uh, he goes, I took one down about old people. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, that's not really a thing yet, but I think it's the next thing. He's like, pretty soon, <laughs> you probably can't talk about someone above 75 because you know, God rest their hearts. They're going to die soon. Like, you know, like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, if you can't make fun of an old person, then I don't even know what, I mean, that's just, I, I agree, man. It, it, it's it really, we talked about this many times on a show that, um, like one of, one of our, uh, hosts or help that help us out. He's a, he's a stand up comedian as well. And, uh, he also says it all the time. It's, it's just, it's just so hard that <sighs> comedy is so hard to do now because you got, He's got to walk on a fine line now. I well, mean, he... I think the world's gotten a little bit too—I uh, uh, don't know—big uh, for the britches. They're, they're taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh... well, like getting back to your original question, like you said, how much is it affecting you? It's like, well, um, let's put it this way: uh, I, I, I'm not big enough where like someone would come forward and say, "Hey, there's a there's a bad tweet you did." But by the way, like I said, we, we, I think we all got rid of them. Um, but what's so funny about that is it's like getting rid of them almost here's what I hate. They're forcing us to make these real. Because if you found a tweet that I did that was offensive, I didn't mean it to be whatever you're saying. I meant it just to be funny. Like I like if right. I said something like about AIDS, I wasn't negating that AIDS is awful. People right. will die from it and that it's a terrible thing and that I wish it never existed. You know, uh, but like it, it, you know, if they don't understand that like everything gets to a point where, I mean, dude, I have Jewish comedians that have told me Holocaust jokes. And when I asked, <laughs> I asked one, I go, you know, why do you do that? I, I wasn't mad. I go, yeah. why did, I was smiling when I said, I go, that was a funny one. And like, why did you do that? What, what makes you go there? And he goes, Skylar, it's the worst thing that ever happened to my people. I have to find a way to deal with it. And the way I deal with it is telling dark jokes about it. And you know what? Who am I to fucking argue a guy who said his great grandfather died at dock out? Like, I'm right. not, not going to argue with that fucking guy. If that's a joke. No. I to make. And you can't tell him that it didn't heal him. You can't. You can't tell him about his experience because it's his fucking experience. So for me, like, they've made it real. And by the way, that's why I kind of respect Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart apologized, but also kind of didn't. 
he's he his main quote that he kept saying when he lost the Oscar was, "I've already addressed this in an interview. You can find it. I'm not doing it again. You don't get to punish me the rest of my life because I made some young tweets at a young age. That you don't get to do that. If you want me to not do this job, then goodbye. But I'm not going to apologize again, and I'm not going to keep going back to this well because it's weird. It's like nobody was talking about that. No, right. It's not like when he got. It didn't go like this. This is how the media would love for you to think it went. They'd love for you to think that it went. Uh, Kevin Hart, young black man, works his fucking dick off, tours like crazy, makes a name for himself, you know, on his own, on the road. Then Hollywood came to him, and all, all that is true so far. And Hollywood came to him and gave him movie roles and him executive producer uh, uh, capabilities. And and oh, we, you're so funny. You're you're. We want you to host the Oscars. Okay, cool. So all that's true so far. But but the media would like you to think that the second he got that job that there were so many hurt people out there that didn't feel heard and felt neglected and stepped on because they're in the gay community and he said a few words he shouldn't have said online and that they were their feelings were hurt when he got it. But that's not what happened. What happens is there's this sector of people and they actually work for the media, even if it's not the media person themselves, it's people that are these little, they're, they're bottom feeders. They just literally, they go to Twitter the way that you heard me jokingly say that me and that big, Group text comedians went there and searched like Skylar Stone, you know, <laughs> FAG, Skylar Stone, you know, uh, AIDS, Skylar Stone, rape. Uh, like you, you look for all these words that you could have maybe joked about over the years. And so these people just like that go to Twitter and search Kevin Hart, FAG, Kevin Hart, rape, Kevin Hart, AIDS, Kevin Hart, N word, Kevin Hart, you know, whatever they can think of. You know what I mean? Fat, you know, fat people, fat chick, fat girl, fat woman, anything that can come across as fat shaming, fat shaming or racism. Uh, they might even look up like a word like beaner or something like they look up all these words. And then when they find one, they go, aha. And then they go to the press and they say, I have something on Kevin Hart. If you guys will agree to a fee, I have something that'll 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 change the, the media narrative right now. And these people get paid because they found this stuff. And then the media blows it up and makes gay people mad that were never otherwise mad before. In fact, probably bought tickets to Kevin Hart's last three or four movies. They didn't exactly. Even know he did it. And so they create these moments and they make it seem like people are sitting around hurt and like and don't feel heard. But really, they make them hurt and they make them not heard. And to me, that's 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 malicious. That's like that's, that's disgusting. A, that's irresponsible man. behavior from the media. Yeah, it's it's fucking disgusting. Trolling is what it is. It's terrible. I almost want to get a list of their names and then go through their tweets. Right, right. <laughs> You know, it's funny. You know what I take from this this conversation, Rome, is the fact that we are completely fucking screwed. Well, my whole my whole dream of being in politics is shut. I can tell oh, you that right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll we'll never be able to be in politics or or uh, uh, more than this. <laughs> uh, we've had we've had some interesting shows in the past. I mean, we've been doing oh, this yeah. for going going on nine, ten years now. So yeah, so it's uh. Yeah, in, fa in fact, I believe this episode will probably be close to 660 is the ep number. So yeah, we've been doing this. Oh, for, wow. we've been doing it for a long time, um, and, we, and we've had some uh, past hosts that were uh, loose on the lips but didn't give a shit. So, we, oh, you know. hey, and that's what we're all about. Don't exactly, exactly. But you, uh, you're a busy family man. Uh, how is everything going? You, you were, you've been, you've been doing some work. I mean, I, I know you've got to be knocking some stuff out of the park by now yeah i'm doing a big animated movie right now um i, I think it's probably another couple months before i can say what it is but uh, i got it back in september and it came at a really good time uh because i was starting to go crazy you know starting sure to, it's like fuck i did have four kids 
and two dogs and a diva for a wife, and we've been home 24 hours a day with each other, you know. And um, uh, it's been a yeah. weird past year, hasn't it? It's just been absolutely insane. Just sitting around yeah. getting to know people you thought you do, and now you don't like them. Yeah, it's weird to watch people melt down, man. It's really weird, and people have been melting down. Make no mistake about it, you know. Like, dude, for instance, I'll tell you right now, dude. This, like, it, I, I firmly believe this, and I don't even care what this comes across. Like, you know, um, women are not handling the um, women are not handling the pandemic well. You know, wouldn't you? Would you not agree? I, that, like, they women. I, like, I would agree sure, with that. Are, they're melting down left and right. Agreed. You know. Like they're just they're literally getting to the point where, you know, I can't even like watch them because they're like they're all they they talk about that they're suffering on social media all the time. Like, oh, my God, I'm suffering. Oh, my God, this is the hardest time ever. And, dude, it is. It's a weird time. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, dude, like we're so much more set up than the 1918 pandemic or like no doubt World War Two. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you do not get to say you're suffering if you have Disney Plus. You know what I mean? If you have Disney right. Plus, you, you have everything that's ever made you happy. From The Simpsons, you know, you like The Simpsons? Cool, they got it. You like The Muppets? Cool, they own it. Oh, you like superheroes? Yeah, Marvel's on there. Oh, you're a sci-fi nerd? Yeah, Star Wars is on there. Oh, you like cartoon movies? Yep, they're all on there. Cinderella, even the weird ones. Robin Hood, even though it's a little racist. They're all on there. They're all fucking, you know, they're on Disney Plus. And watching people just, like, literally go, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. Bitch, you have Hulu. Shut the fuck up, all right? You have every episode <laughs> of Unsolved Mysteries that's ever been made, all three versions, all right? Even the weird one with Dennis Farina that nobody watched. It's still kind of fun. You know, like, it's so funny <laughs> to watch these people. You know what I mean? Like, last time I checked, your hobby isn't knitting, okay? And knitting is all they had during the Spanish flu. You're on Pinterest. You're ordering things off Amazon. They get there 12 hours by way of a drone. You have robots delivering things to your door. Go fuck yourself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, really. Uh, somebody, um, right now, I'm, I'm visiting my folks. Um, yes, I, I've crossed the line. I'm, I'm, I'm down in Florida right now. Uh, but Ooh, I, uh, my, my uh, condolences. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy world right here. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from everything um, because apparently in Florida there was never a pandemic ever. Nobody oh, had yeah. a exactly, it's, it's kind of like if you go to Germany and like you just you can't talk about Nazis there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nazis. They're like, oh no, no, that. Yes, that uh, we don't. We heard about this thing, but we don't know much about it. You know, <laughs> okay, you don't know much about it. No, you only perpetuated it anyway. But yeah. somebody, somebody down here, uh, um, I get there was a big write up in the news or something about it. Uh, uh, some like a, a child uh, that was born in the 1918 pandemic just passed away. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy to think about how it's like over a hundred. What is that? Like, yeah, it's over a hundred, a hundred, two hundred, three years old. It was so long ago. That's why people are like, Oh my God, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing terribly. Like I haven't seen anybody like, bitch, you have FaceTime. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have, you have Skype, you have fucking, you have zoom. Like, yes, you just stop acting like you can't see anybody. You know what I mean? But like, if you're, you're over the awesome. age of 70, if you're over the age of 70, for them, it is just like the 1918 pandemic <laughs> because they have everything in their hands, but they don't know how to use it. That's true. That's yes. true. Uh, yes. But I but mean, still, I, still, like, just I, it's always a girl named Sarah, right? It's like Sarah from <laughs> West Hollywood. 
she's just on Twitter saying she's just suffering so much. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you're on Pinterest, all right? You know what their Pinterest was? Looking at others and seeing that they had fully functioning lugs and fucking working <laughs> toilets, all right? That's what Pinterest was back then, all right? Like, ooh, look at this. Right now, it's like, ooh, look at this family. Look at their fucking dinette set. Oh, look at their fucking curtains. Yeah, no, theirs was to see if they had eyeballs still. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> you have Zoom, which is the greatest invention of all time. You don't have to – dude, Larry David is living the dream right now. You don't have to run into anyone. But you can still check in on people you care about, make sure they're alive. But you don't have to fucking actually see them, dude. Exactly. So like it's like it's it's fucking awesome, you know. Like, <laughs> well, I, I I did see I did see something that really uh, it was very emotional of yours that I watched. Uh, it was a video of you, and uh, it 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 was it was perfect. I thought it was perfect for the situation. It was your response to the election results. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't taken my lithium for a couple of days because I was getting nervous. And um, so my bipolar had definitely reached like a, a very manic high. And all of a sudden that happened. And then I was like, oh, fuck. And I drank a fucking uh, I drank a Red Bull that morning. Hadn't had my medicine. Biden won. And I just went. I mean, I just fucking ran outside. You can find it on my Instagram page. And I just I it was absolutely hysterical. My, yeah, I think yeah. you woke your entire family up. You were just oh. running from room to room absolutely woke them up they had no fucking idea i mean i didn't know that they were going to win at that time you know <laughs> i facetimed my parents I, I i remember i i was i set up a family zoom we all got on zoom you know what i mean like because that's what's so funny like yes we're not seeing each other but dude every, you know how many zoom celebrations i've been on i've been on like I've, i was on an easter zoom last easter i was on a um fourth of july zoom i've been on several birthday zooms i went to a zoom wedding you know what i mean wow like, you know what Zoom was during the fucking Spanish flu? You had to travel to their house. Right? And half of your party died on the way there. <laughs> we all played Oregon Trail. We know how this ends. Dysentery, buffaloes eating your carcass. Like, come on. Fucking Oregon Trail. Oh, wow. God. I, I think we've all played. We've all played that game. But I don't think a lot of people have played that game. Not anymore, anyway. No, if you said Oregon Trail to my son, he would think it's a fucking kind of weed at, the, at a weed shop. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> oh God! You say that to my but wife, she'd look at me stupid. Terrible, because it, you know no one knows no one knows how to play those games anymore. You can no. get the best gamer out there on Twitch right now, give them Oregon Trail, and they will die within the first first three minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. Because one thousand percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. They wouldn't even know how to get by. They don't even fuck it. Yeah. No. They're like, what do you mean? I can't. What? I can't build stuff by hitting it with a hammer. I don't understand. It's like, what are you talking about? I sent one of my kids to the store to get me caffeine-free Coke once, and they brought me Diet Coke. And I go, what the fuck do you not understand about caffeine-free Coke? They're like, well, it sounded like Diet Coke to me. I'm like, nope. It's absolutely different. It's not even remotely the same. No. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. Coke. It just has no caffeine in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Well, you've you've done a lot of things, uh, uh, a lot of you've been in a lot of movies, haven't you? One way or another. Yeah, I've I've uh, I got lucky um, early on, and a casting director really believed in me. Uh, his name was Rick, or his name is Rick Montgomery, and um, he um, uh, he put me in Stuck on You with the Farrelly Brothers. Uh, that was a great Dane movie. It's a, it's a funny movie. It's like an overlooked Fairly Super, Brothers movie. Super fucking funny movie. And then after movie. that movie, um, he put me in Rules of Attraction, which is a Roger Avery movie. Um, 
guy that co-wrote Pulp Fiction with Tarantino. And um, getting those two credit, like a lot of people's first couple credits are like embarrassing or not like, you know, pedigree products. But being in a Fairly Brothers and a Roger Avery movie, like right. it really, really set the tone. It made some some big representatives turn around and go, well, who's this fucking young guy that got this shit? And it really helped me. It just it set me in. It put me in a place where when I showed up to comedy clubs, I was getting spots instead of open mics because I had real credits. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Sure. It really helped. You know, and then the the movie that really helped my career, probably the most and that I still get recognized for the most this day would be Waiting. I was going to say that. I mean, you were the you were the uh, garlic salt guy. (laughs) Exactly. I, I thought that you can't you can't mix Mexican and continental, man. Come it on. got to the point where, like, at the peak of that movie's fame, I'd be at an airport, but it'd still be a few years after it came out. So it's not like I'm thinking about that movie every day. Right, right. And I just have someone walk up next to me and they'd scratch their head and they look at me and I'm like, oh, okay, I must have lice or something. And then they'd scratch their head again and look at me and then they'd scratch their head and wink at me. I'm like, does this guy want to fuck? Like, what the hell? Is <laughs> And like, hey man, garlic salt. I'm like, oh cool. Well, next time, just say it while you're doing it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no, I'm like, you fucking weird or what the hell's going on, yeah, dude? Kind of weird. You know, I almost had you report it. You're gonna get pulled off the plane. You know, so anyway, <laughs> that that movie was actually that movie was actually filmed um, here in New Orleans, uh, well in the Metairie area. Wait, you in New Orleans? Yeah, man. You didn't fucking tell me that. that yes, sir. Cool. yes, sir. I'm in New Orleans, and uh, Justin uh, rums over there in uh, North Carolina. Yep. Oh man, I I have a love affair with New Orleans for a lot of reasons. I mean, I first of all, there's no better food in the world than New Orleans food. Um, I love New Orleans. I love uh, the architecture there. I love the uh, mysticism and the haunting. Right. Uh, I love every, I love the city. I love the smell of the damn place. Well, there's a couple parts of the place I don't like the smell. Not the Bourbon Florida, Street. Yeah, no, the piss and alcohol don't mix too good. <laughs> but. You know, my that was my grandfather's favorite city. Wow. And um, the funny thing about it was he had never been there. That's the weirdest part. Really? He had all these books about the place, and he talked about going there. He always wanted to go to the, the Jazz Fest, and we always talked about doing it, and we unfortunately never did it. But um, I remember when he was passing away in 08, I had uh, already said bye to him. He didn't want me to come back from that point on because um, he was going to be, you know, different. He just wanted me to remember him. Sharp as a sure. tack. Right. So I went to Coachella that year, and it was the year that Prince and uh, Roger Waters and um, and Jack Johnson were headlining. And so I was at the festival, and Sean Penn came out to give a speech on the main stage where he said, listen, I know you're all wondering what the fuck I'm doing here. He's like, what do I have to do with a music festival? And he's like, well, I needed an audience. I needed a, 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 an ear of young people. And he said, um, revolution is a young man's game, and we've just uh, you know ended eight years basically – with uh, this Bush guy, and we, we need a new guy. He's like, I don't know much about this Obama guy yet, because this was like April of 08. So, like, Obama was running, but, like, we you know, he wasn't as famous as he is now. You know, sure. so he goes, this Obama guy seems cool and promising, but, you know, before we put, you know, uh, pin all of our hopes on one man, I need young people that want to make a difference. He's like, I got four biodiesel-fueled buses on the other side of the festival. He goes, I need 250 of you to volunteer your time, and for the next week, get on four buses with me. And we're going to go to New Orleans and we're going to stop in different cities and be a part of protests and rallies. And we're going to do uh, volunteer work and we're going to help people and all sorts of things. And it's basically just a, like a, a trip of service. And so I jumped. Uh, I was uh, I was on Molly at the time because I wasn't sober back then. Um, and I'm like, um, 
I'm like, oh my god, Sean Penn's talking to me because that's what's funny about Molly. Like you could watch TV, and like it's it's, it's honestly to me it's like the schizophrenia drug of the world because <laughs> you could watch TV and like Trump could just give a speech even if you're not even a fucking Trumper you'd be like, oh my god, I need to go to the Capitol. I'm on Molly. You know, like right. you literally hear these speeches <laughs> and you believe that like TV's talking to you. That's what Molly does to you. So he's up there. And I'm like, oh my god, fucking Spicoli's talking to me. And so I ran over to the fucking table. I signed up. I jumped on the bus. And I, uh, we, I mean, Ben Harper uh, showed up one night at our campground. Nice. We camped in different cities, and we took these buses. And Sean Penn paid for all of our meals. We'd like walk into restaurants. He'd throw his fucking Discover card down and just buy everybody a meal. I, mean, I don't know how much he spent on this thing, but he spent some dough. And then we, um, we got to um, New Orleans, and this was after this is '08, so you know it was still ravaged by Katrina so oh, yeah. we were there and uh, I remember I got to this um they dropped us off in different pods so there were three of us that went to this church and we started um we started uh taking it apart with uh, crowbars they want us to pull out these like waterlogged pews and I'll never forget you know because my grandpa was going to die you know at some point during this trip probably and I feel like he waited for me to get to New Orleans because right when I, we got to this church and we're like volunteering I get this text and my dad said he goes um um, I saw your pictures online because we had pictures on like MySpace or Facebook, whatever, whatever was the hottest website at that time. And he goes, I know you're busy right now, but I just want you to know, look above you, your grandpa's flying all around you. And like, I just had this, my whole body felt like it was going to collapse. Cause like, I was like, dad, did you just tell me grandpa died over text? <laughs> like, you know, like, my, <laughs> my first thought, but then my second thought was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter how I got this news. He waited till I got to his favorite city. And he, my, wow. my grandpa's favorite thing to do was to be of service. So here I was being of service in his favorite city. He was the most of service person I ever met in my fucking life. And it's like he waited till that moment. And but so I have a I have a love affair. I shot a Popeyes commercial down there. I shot Waiting down there. I had that Sean Penn trip, uh, Sean Penn trip down there. I shot another movie down there. I, I just I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans through and through. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. I tell you, man. If you ever come down here to come to one of those. Uh, festivals like jazz festival let me know dude if you come out here man i'll take you to all the uh spooky spots and all the other stuff that's you know you can't get into we're definitely <laughs> gonna go there again i mean i i, I definitely i i want to take my wife there like really oh, yeah. badly yeah that'd be nice yeah because we we um uh rum noses of course but my me and uh my boss a gentleman i work for a doctor i work for we, we do a magic show and uh we uh, used to do a show for a, at a speakeasy down in the quarter where you had to have, like, a password to get into. It was a vampire club. So, you know, so we can still get into those kind of clubs and do things like that that you can't get into normally. So if you guys ever want to come down and just hang out and come see some really different things, man, let me know. Absolutely, dude. No, that's, a, that was a, that's an amazing story. And, and uh, people like your grandfather, they're – they seem to be a dying breed anymore, too. You know, those, oh, those yeah. type of men and women that just gave of themselves all the time. It's hard. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that they do, and they try to prove that they do by taking pictures of them, like holding a hammer. But uh, they, <laughs> they rarely actually do what they're doing. And uh, yeah, yeah th those 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 old timers, uh, I have a lot of respect for them. I really, really do. And uh, Me too. It's, it's amazing. I, I wish more people could be like that. And understand that that type of that type of service and that type of well that, that type of being really does make a difference. It doesn't have to be proven on any type of thing. It just has you just have to do it. All you got to do is either prove it to yourself or just give it you know give of yourself and, and really help those other people out. And that was an amazing thing. You jumped on that bus. That was awesome, dude. 
Yeah, I, I look back and I'm glad I did. It changed my whole world doing that, you know, having um, a perspective like that and going through an experience like that. And um, I uh, now we're, um, uh, you know, n- now it's kind of since then, my life has always been about being of service, but it really changed after that. And then it really changed when I got sober three and a half years ago. And that, so well, good podcast, for you, man. Yeah, my podcast coming out in a couple months and it's called um, Skylar of Service. And it's going to be all about comedy and my life and the craziness and stuff. But also it's going to be, be about, you know, um, uh, being of service and trips like that and helping people. And I'm pretty excited about it. Pretty, was it a uh, and if you if you don't mind me asking and if if, if I'm crossing the line I, I I don't mean to was it was it was it a tough you don't have to get too deep into it was it a tough road getting sober I mean, oh that you? doesn't bother me at all yeah no yeah it, yeah yeah uh, the first, well I mean I'd have five years I actually I'd have what year is it twenty one I'd have six years right now uh, February twenty third. Um, if I hadn't had a nasty relapse in like 2017 for about six months and mm-hmm. that changed a lot of things, I almost lost my family, uh, oh, wow. really bad things, um, really bad things hurt my wife in a lot of ways, not physically, but just, you know, um, sure. hurt her as a person. And then, um, we get to be, <laughs> you have to be clear on podcast. So that's, that's what they'll cut. They'll cut out a little bit. Like, I hurt my wife. Like, wait, Skylar beats his wife. <laughs> um, and, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I definitely, it was not easy because I was a functioning alcoholic. I think it's easier when you're a fall down drunk, when you're a fall down drunk, that like misses, you know, his custody with his kids and can't show up to work on time and loses jobs. I think as be, I think, I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for people, but it feels like it's easier because when I see guys like that get sober, they don't really have a choice with right. functioning alcoholics. There's like, kind of like this choice. And what I mean by that is it's like, there were two. There were two roads I could have gone down. The one road was it was basically my wife saying, "Pick alcohol or me," and so when she said that, I I mean I I, I wasn't the kind of alcoholic that was losing jobs for my alcoholism. In fact, a lot of people were shocked to hear me even admit I was. They were like, "Dude, you've always been on time. You 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 crush on stage. You're you do a lot for people." Like I didn't even know you were an alcoholic. I've even seen you drunk. I'm like, "Yeah, you saw me drunk." you know, till bar closing hours. You never saw me like fucking two to six in the morning. Like that's like driving drunk, ordering drugs. Uh, there was a time where I started, uh, having hookers. I mean, there's, there's a lot of shit that I did wrong. And so I think when you, when you're a functioning alcoholic, there, there's two roads. There's like, you you could just like ditch your wife and, you know, and see your kids when you see them and, and, and still have your jobs and get fucked up. I mean, that doesn't sound like a road worth pursuing, but it is like a road you could do. You know, but whereas other guys, you know, sometimes people come straight out of prison or straight out of rehab and they've lost every job and, and their wife's long gone, 10 years gone. And, you know, they're still drunk. And those guys seem like they get they're like, please, please give me sober. You know, like, right. But a lot of guys sure. have a lot of options and a lot of, um, I don't know, clout maybe in their own business. Like you, you can start. You, I could have just said, you know, what, babe, I'm going to big ass lawyer. I'm going to get some custody. I'm going to, you know, um, uh, be respectful to you, but I'm also going to live my life. When I don't have the kids, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Miami. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And, you know, and that's that. You know, I could have just got, got I could have just lawyered up and said, I'm going to surround myself with yes men. And I've seen that. I've seen guys choose yes men over their wife. And I'm like, man, that is, yeah, God, you've got to love whiskey. I mean, I love whiskey, but I don't love whiskey enough to pick whiskey over Nicole and my kids. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't blame great you. Choice. Great choice. I agree. Great choice. Yeah. I mean, I mean is it was it is it is it hard? And I mean, uh, that type of uh, the nightlife, I guess, when you're you're doing the stand up and you're doing that stuff. I guess it in in a way was it was just probably there, wasn't it? It was just one of those things you could just. You know, there was always somebody there that had something probably at one point in time. That definitely bolstered it, but I definitely don't want to blame the business because this probably started, you know, I was the kid that I stole. My dad used to write copyright. He's a copywriter for um, Jack Daniels. So he did a lot of Jack Daniels commercials. Wow. Payday candy bars and like, um, uh, what else did he do? Like Southwestern Bell and like he did a lot of stuff, like Heath candy bars. Winchester rifles, but he did a ton for Jack Daniels for years. And so he had a lot of Jack Daniels at the house, whiskey bottles, uh, Lynchburg lemonade and Tennessee punch or whatever, like all those little, um, those little, you know, Oh flavored, yeah. Like, like uh, the little bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And so those look good to me. I like, you know, the, the colors looked good. Like just the way that even like walking into a gas station and seeing all the blues of the Bud Lights and the blues of the Pepsis and the reds of the Coke. And, you know, like that's, it's, it's all done for a reason. It's inviting, sure. your brain, you know? And so those colors spoke to me and I remember just going, damn, I want to try that stuff. And so I stole some from him and uh, I liked it. And so did my friends and they were very easily digestible. And so I stole a lot from my dad and I, we drank them all the time. And then, um, you know, I started, um, I started smoking weed and I liked weed a lot and, um, and I couldn't stop. And then I, um, I, you know, there was no hard drugs at my high school. Like we did, I, I didn't see cocaine once in my high school, no meth, no heroin. I know that's everywhere now, but it, it really wasn't there. And then right after high school, uh, in college, I tried cocaine. And when I tried cocaine, I started to realize that there's definitely something different about me because everybody would do a couple lines and they'd just be like, you know, okay, we're good. We're good. Like, let's put this away. Like, let's not get crazy, guys. Let's not have an overdose here. And I was looking at them like, let's fucking chase the moon, bitches. You know what I mean? Like, let's fucking let's right. get worse in this shit. I want to get to a hotel and hang off the fucking, you know, 14th floor and get you guys to pull me back in. Like, I was, I would watch movies like The Doors, Boogie Nights, right. um, you know, Goodfellas. And, like, even though the third act is supposed to scare your average person away and go, hey, man, the first two thirds of this lifestyle sounds fun, but. Look what happens to the guys in Goodfellas. Look what happens to Dirk Diggler. Look what happens to whoever. That didn't bother me. I was like, you know what? If that if that's what happens when it's all over, then that's what happens. Let's fucking let's go for the gold or go for the white. <laughs> so, right. you know, and so I, I I knew at a young age there was a there was something different about. Every, I had friends that wanted to get high, but they didn't want to get high the way that I wanted to get high, and they weren't willing to like I was willing to do illegal shit to get my stuff. I was willing to lie to anybody i was willing to lose friends over it there was a lot of things i was willing to do at a young age that made me go something's off here but my idols were doing it so when i read these books about like everybody that ever got to the height that i wanted to get to and that they either lived this lifestyle forever till they died or lived this lifestyle for like chris farley did it till he died but i gotta tell you guys dude when i was young like if you walked up to me and said you can get to chris farley's level but you're gonna die at his age like 26 27 I would have told you then, then them's the breaks. Then, then, then that's what we're doing, folks. Wow. And now I look back and go, I wouldn't have had Carter and Hudson or Kylie and Jaden. My whole like, I can't even believe I felt that way. I can't believe I like Chris Farley got robbed of the miracle of childbirth. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yes, he did. And like, and 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 he and enablers and 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 did that to him. And I had enough enablers in my life, as many as Chris Farley, 
And it, I, I've been saved by the grace of God. There's no good reason other than the grace of God that I'm here right now. And so for me, you know, I did look back because look, they don't all in like that. Because the other thing is, if you would have just told me, like, Skyler, you just got to trust me. I'm an older man. I've got six kids, four grandkids, and you don't want to do this. I, first of all, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. But second of all, even if I were to listen to you, I would be there to go, dude, I've read Anthony Kiedis's book. And for every fucking Kurt Cobain that died, Anthony Kiedis went all the way to the edge and still made it back. And he's been sober. And now he's a vegan. And he's got kids. Like, you know, that's the life for me. And it's like, dude, the Kiedises are few and far between. Oh, yeah. Like in Farley's and the fucking Jim Morrison's and the Jimi Hendrix, that list you can make all day long. That list is really long. And so I'm, I'm a very lucky man. Very lucky. You man. are. And I, yeah. I think you had a very brave, uh, a very brave wife to give you that ultimatum, too. Very. Uh, she's she's a tough one. I mean, Latina chicks are amazing. They're they're uh, they're. Yeah, I know. I know it. Fighting and fucking. You know what I mean? And sometimes <laughs> I think they start a fight just to have the makeup sex for the fucking because like she'll literally we'll start the day with her throwing something at my head and i'm like fucking you know in so much pain and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry baby and now she's on top of me like you know riding me like i'm a fucking you know quarter ride <laughs> at fucking walmart outside you know yeah, and my, like, my all right well you know my wife is um is uh mexican and russian oh fuck man <laughs> so I, yeah i've got i've got a i've got a very uh aggressive one <laughs> yeah <laughs> She keeps me in line, but that's what uh, that's what families do. You know, we look out for each other, whether it hurts or it, you know, if it's, you know, usually it's true. So uh, yeah, if, if she wasn't around, I wouldn't be around. I could tell you that. <laughs> but uh, man, I didn't mean to bring the show down. I, no, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> you're good. No. Um. So all right. So we got all this out of the way, man. What are you What are you up to now? I know you said you're doing this animated thing that you yeah. can't talk about. But what does it sound like? Can you, I mean, is it, is it like, a, let me give you an example. Does it sound like a Weiler Strangers? If it's an, if, if we're like, you know, you know, that's sort of comparing Weiler. it to something. What the fuck? I'm, I'm trying to say Power Rangers, but not Power Rangers. You know, oh. I'm trying to, you know, no, is, it, not is that it something animated. new? Um, it's definitely a franchise everybody on planet Earth has heard of. Oh. Uh, it would probably be like the sixth or seventh one. And, um, it's um yeah i mean they 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 just got weirder a few years ago like i've just seen people get in trouble if they announce if they beat the press announcement like yeah sure, you, sure. yeah so like yeah. once they officially announce it then you can do it well you can't do whatever you want you can't like start fucking posting like script pages or something but um you know um it, you, it's best to get the go-ahead and i don't even know if i have i, I gotta figure out if i have the go-ahead no that's cool man uh, i'm i'm excited I, I like watching a lot of animated stuff i'm 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 super pumped I, uh, about the uh the new what is it uh kevin smith's new project with uh masters of the universe i'm i'm excited to see what this is going to be about um there's a few other things that are coming that's, out that's just on. weird isn't it what's that kevin smith and masters of the universe yeah I, I, it was it, it, it's kind of it's kind of an odd i did, had no idea that 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 gentleman was going to be a part of that and i was like well it should be pretty good what's, what's he gonna is he just directing it or is he yeah no, he's he's not going to be in it. He's not playing He Man. No, no, it's animated. Why would he play He Man? Oh, it's animated. I thought it was live action. I'm thinking Dolph Lundgren shit. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren? No, 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 no. I love Dolph. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. The, uh, Dolph is the kind of guy like I would love to be just stuck in a, in a train car with him, 
and like when he's in a good mood and go, Dolph, I got a few questions for me, bro. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's talk. And about he's like Rocky a legit Ford. genius too, isn't he? He's got like a, like a degree, like a master's or doctorate degree in something like nuclear fission or something crazy and yeah, mathematician. But then you look at him, he's like, he doesn't look like he's that guy, you know? Well, it's just, I'll so break cool. you. a lot of people think that like we, we've fallen for like movies, movies and media have like given us this idea that like, you're supposed to have a certain kind of voice for, right. for you know that, that that pertains to your intelligence level, and it's like I get it. Like movies have made you feel that you know all smart people sound like this, you know, and all, <laughs> all, all idiots sound like this. And it's like the thing is, is like you know Stallone is actually very smart. You can say whatever you want about the way he, that guy talks; that's fine. But a lot of that has to do with like you know I think did he have like a forceps thing when he was born? No, like, I think that's why he he um is- he had uh what is it called fucking um. Not Parkinson's. Fuck. Uh, I can't think of what it was called. It was um, it's something I don't that, know why that just it's, made me chuckle. I know it's something that goes Bell's palsy. He had he had Bell's palsy as a kid, and it kind of caused him to have half his face um, droop. I didn't, I didn't know you could get over Bell's palsy. Yes, you can. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. You sure as fuck can. A... You can get rid of it. Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, my cousin had it, so she, you know, so I know she doesn't have it anymore. So yeah. Well, good, because that would that would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> For who? Yeah, Stallone is like, you know, he's very smart. And then when like, and then when Schwarzenegger won governor, and people are like, how did that idiot win governor? I'm like, what about his life has made you think he's an idiot? That guy came from nothing. Won like an international, you know, bodybuilder contest. Gets to America. Turns that into like one of the biggest movie careers anyone's ever seen. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and then becomes governor. Like, at what point are you going to just admit that maybe you don't know much about his intelligence right, level? Right. But know? he, but he's the idiot, right? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just sitting at home watching Netflix. I say all these, all these men are intelligent beyond belief if they've been able to maintain a career as long as they have. Exactly. I mean, you have to be smart. You have to also, have a what is smart, by the way. Like, I, I'm dying to know what someone thinks smart is because, like, if you work that long. That definitely right. lets you know people. So are we talking sure. people smart? Are we talking like you don't have to know anything about you know no, like I, the Renaissance I think period. life smart. Life smart is yeah. way I, when I think of when I think of smart, I think of uh, not having to be book smart, but you can you can uh, move through life in a direction that uh, will keep you away from certain things. You you can you're an excellent navigator when it comes to life and people. So That's be, what I think smart be, is. Basically, you're saying knowing the difference between the barrel of the gun and the handle of the gun. Well, I mean, at, at times, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just saying. Thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because there are some people yeah. that aren't very smart that will, you know, end up shooting themselves. Well, I find smart is like, do you know? How to get yourself off if your woman's not around fastest. And the truth is, <laughs> if you're in a hotel and you set the AC to 67 degrees, leave for two hours, come back and take two pillows and fold them over at an equidistant range from corner to corner, you can make this triangular vagina out of your pillows and the cold sheets. It's fucking great. You got to try it. <laughs> and and, and, and most, most people who have been around a woman know that uh, they're absolutely freezing all the time. So it's very lifelike. Yeah, it's very lifelike. They're cold inside and so are the pillows, and that's why it works. And that's what you learn here on the MHOG podcast. Thank you. <laughs> learn how to fuck pillows. Hey, Mom. Mom, I didn't go to Zoom school today. What'd you do? I went to the MHOG podcast and learned about... Do you know after 13 rums, you can do rim jobs? Did you know that you can fuck a pillow if it's 67 degrees for two hours? Did you know that Sean Pinn... Did you know that he was eight pounds? <laughs> 
Oh, it's so it's so good and it's so true. You know, it's so true because even though we put on our our shows that it's you know not safe for work and parents advisory and that kind of stuff, I'm sure there's teenagers that are listening to our stuff. <laughs> Well, I'm, I know there are, especially in Abu Dhabi, for some reason, we're huge. Like, yeah, in, yeah. In I, Afghanistan. I don't understand that. It's just you bizarre. Have, you have listeners in Abu Dhabi? Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. We we have, uh, we're, we're in, I don't know how many countries now. It's just, it's just it's a lot. lot of people. Yeah. And hello, we love everybody. How you doing? Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it, it's all a... of you, except the Kenyans, except the fucking <laughs> Kenyans. I'm kidding. There's nothing wrong with Kenyans. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, all right, I, got, I do have to ask one question with you. The next movie role that comes up, if you had a dream, dream cast with you in a movie, give me give me three names of somebody you would love to you know, of the people you would love to be in a movie with. Uh, can you tell me the genre? Is it a comedy? Oh, it is a okay. Let me set it for you. It is a funny, dark comedy kind of <laughs> horror not really horror movie Ooh, well I, that's funny i mean i'm in one it's coming out called the retaliators uh, oh ooh. nice yeah so uh, it stars michael lombardi uh he was on a show called rescue me if you ever saw that on fx yes yes series. yeah so he was on that for like eight seasons and then um there's a guy named joseph gatt um who is uh it's he's one of those actors where He's 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 about to become one of those character actors where you're like, oh that guy, because he's already been on um, uh, Game of Thrones, and so when people see him in public, they're like, oh my god, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. Um, so he's on Game of Thrones, and he's so he's on this movie, and then um, uh, Mark Menchaca, um, who was on um, uh, Ozark. Did you watch Ozark? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was the guy that ended up being gay that you never thought would be gay. He's like that, just that country. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that guy, he's on it. Um, and then there's a couple chicks. I'm forgetting their names. Um, they're young, young actresses. Um, they're newer. I, I'm, I'll have to learn their names. I'm forgetting their names, but it's called the retaliators. Uh, these two guys wrote it uh, brothers. And I mean, dude, these guys have like the future is these guys they they have the ability to i don't know which direction they'll go but if they want to keep going in this sort of you know horror exploitation 80s throwback like because there's this whole 80s thing happening right with stranger things and like you know all these like posters with neon on them and this music by like djs like kavinsky and stuff like everyone's doing this throwback stuff and sure they are really like you know this movie is perfect for like drive-ins which is so funny because like you know, they might not have a choice but to have it mostly in drive-ins this year, depending on what month it comes out. But um, it, it's a movie that rests somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, you know, there's, like, an element of, like, sort of hostile or saw to this thing. There's some sort of a, kind of a torture element. Uh, but there, it, but it's not, it's not, like, um, I would, I, those movies are very, like, you know, like, one genre specific. This thing has, like, this thing is also a Christmas movie. It's it, the way that like Gremlins is. It takes place during Christmas, and um, you know the lead character, the pastor. Like it, it's a fucking hell of a story. But the Gear Brothers wrote this, um, and they're like on fire. They already have another. Um, uh, you know, I'm just hoping to you know hitch my fucking self onto this wagon because they're writing like they just wrote this second script called Hiss. It's a it's a it's a thriller horror movie 
about six. Yeah. It's called Hiss, and it's. I mean, these guys are. They're just. They're. They're the next big thing, and um, they um, they made this movie, and it's the it's the little engine that could. It's it was a small budget. It was a bunch of actors where it's kind of there's there's these projects that that you're lucky to be involved in where there's just like this 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 collaboration that takes place at the right time. Like when you look back at like ensemble comedies like Empire Records or Days of Confuse or even Waiting, like we were talking about. It's all these actors that ended up being so fucking huge right after the movie. They were already big, you know? Right. They became even bigger. This movie has a bunch of people like that where you're like, wait a minute. This is a bunch of people that feels like they're all in a precipice. And so I'm really excited about it. It's going to come out this year, Retaliators. um, And and there's some surprise cameo actors in it. I don't want to give away. Uh, And there's throwback. I mean, they're big John Carpenter heads. So there's a lot of John Carpenter feeling to it. Do you like Carpenter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. For sure. So it's it's that kind of world. And, um, and what's weird is they're like one-stop shopping guys. One of the Gear Brothers is also a musician. And him and this um, uh, other musician, Jeff Tucker, uh, who was in a band called Rock Kills Kid. I don't know if you remember that song a few years ago. It was like, I'm paralyzed. I'm paralyzed. Stuck in the middle and I'm paralyzed. They had a big hit in the, but the band disbanded. And um, so that guy, Jeff Tucker, and one of the Gear Brothers that wrote this have a band called uh, Deaf Tiger, and they make this crazy throwback music. And um, it's got like EDM elements, but real instruments and like real crazy dark. That's cool, man. And uh, I think they're doing the soundtrack. It sounds like they're closing the deal to do it. But um, so to answer your question, if so, I'm since I already did one of those. I guess I'll just go with like if, if I could be in a comedy with three dudes. Okay. Steve Martin. Like nice. a dark comedy. Um, Steve Martin, Bill Murray, because they believe it or not, they've never starred in a movie together. They're both in. Uh, uh, what's that movie? Uh, I'm trying to remember too. Little Shop of Horrors. They both Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. Yeah, but they never did like a two-hander. So to watch those two guys like start a movie together, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, and uh, for good measure, just a throwback, uh, Rick Moranis. That would be amazing to be in a movie like that. That would be yeah. fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Those are three that incredible am- guys, yeah. Well, it just sounds like to me that you already are going to have a busy 2021 with the things you've got going on. I'm pretty fucking excited about it. I've got some cool stuff coming out. That is awesome. Wow, man. That's awesome. Well, dude, look, we are super, super thankful for you for taking the time out to do the show. It was super fun having you on. Um, yeah, what are you guys wearing right now? You never told me. Oh, me? I'm wearing my fucking work uniform. Um, I'm wearing my... Uh, <laughs> do you remember my? You remember uh, the thing that Borat wore, that yellow <laughs> thing? I, I was just finished yeah. watching Borat, and every time I watch that movie, I have to dress in the costume. The, uh, the electric drink, yellow the frozen speedo? drink. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wearing. That's hot. That is so hot. Yeah. Getting ready for my 13th rum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so rim jobs are all around. Rim jobs all around. And, you're, and your wife's getting ready for a cleaning. All right, got it. <laughs> well, look, man, you, you think it's funny? You're talking about rum with his his speedo thing. Real quick story before we jump out of here. Uh, I had a birthday party, um, when I turned, what was it, Rome? I think it was like 40, 45, uh, 43. I can't remember one, one of the birthdays I had, they threw a big party for me at, um, one of the clubs we, uh, 
go to to promote bands and things like that. Rome was there. Uh, one of our friends is a comedian named Corey Mack. Um, they got me on stage, put me in a chair, told me to close my eyes, and they were get they got me a stripper. I had no idea. Um, so I had my eyes closed, and this skinny black man decides to straddle me in the Borat outfit. And that was it, there's pictures of it on our website. It's fucking hysterical. So that, I didn't see that. Yeah, that, that was one of my surprises. Because <laughs> you were talking. I don't think I was there, Wayne. You, I don't think I was there. You Wayne. weren't there for that. I thought you were there for that because that was one of the um, Hog party things. I don't. I don't. Honest to God, I don't remember that. But I'm sure that made 1983 memorable. Oh fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> ah. Anyway. Well, Skylar, man, thank you again for doing the show, for coming out, taking your time out. Come on. And and, and you, uh, I mean, everything that you've got going on and the stuff you've done is, is absolutely amazing and uh, very talented. And uh, and I think you're going to have one of the best uh, years that you've probably had coming up. I hope so, man. So if, if anybody out there wants to um, jump on board my new podcast, you guys want to hear it, just follow me on Instagram. It's at the Skylar Stone. Uh, Skylar is S K Y L E R. Someone fucking took at Skylar Stone. So I had to. Someone goes, Hey, you're kind of pompous calling yourself the Skylar Stone. I'm like, No, someone made me do that because someone took Skylar Stone. I fucking hate when people do that shit. <laughs> and, like, and, then, and then I look up the person. It's not even their name. They just took it. It's like, What are you doing? Like, what a fucking asshole. Well, they're doing that. They're doing that to make you pay for it. That's what they're doing. Yeah, it's just some bitch named like Marsha Crabtree. I'm like, Oh, thanks, Marsha. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's at the Skylar Stone on Twitter and Instagram. If you follow me, I'm going to make an announcement very soon uh, when the podcast is coming out. And you know, yeah, that's I fucking really cool. Appreciate it. Super stoked. Let I us love, definitely yeah, let us know. Let's put a, let's put something up on our website yeah. too. Maybe we can promote. It or yeah, man. Like if you want, great. we'll put you in. Uh, we'll we'll stick you in like friends of the show and put like uh, the links to your stuff, man. Whatever you want. That'd be great. Yeah, it's called Skylar of Service. It's gonna be me, uh, I, dude. When I tell you my first ten guests, I got. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I can't even believe some of the people I got. So I'm really, really excited. Uh, so, awesome. Dude, that's gonna be pumped. But all right, guys. Well, all dude, right. thank you so much. All right, man. Well, thank you, man. I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, That's it.